everybody. Welcome to the Robert John the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Southern California, Orange County. We uh, travel the world eating great food, drinking great drinks, and melting faces. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. I'm Henry. And I'm Warren. <laughs> it's funny because Steve usually does it, and he's usually in the first position because he's hosting the thing. Right. No, I'm yeah. screwed us Everything's all, all screwed up, man. It's good. crazy. We've done so good in the past about this. And I remember last time we nailed it, and then just today, a little off. We got thrown <laughs> off by by the by the weirdness that was happening. Yeah. We had a big weekend. We had a big weekend. Big, big weekend. Big, a lot big of moving weekend. parts. A lot of big here. <laughs> But we made it. We're, looks like we made it. Time for 68. 68. That's crazy. Wow. Can't that's, think about those things. 86 in reverse order. That is. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Like, you know, that's 86 in reverse order. You know, that's just 86. If you added another order. 8 to it, it'd be 688. Yeah. Well, and you know what crazy. next week's is going to be? <laughs> Whoa, we can't even talk about that yet, dude. That is just too crazy. <laughs> Too crazy. Yeah, thank God for Bruce really letting us know what episode we're on and knowing that yeah, he we can would, do the intro if one of just, us can't. So just on top of it every time. Yeah. Um, I thought about something dumb. Why are late night hosts always? Because I have a mug here just from this afternoon. Why are late night hosts always drinking coffee? Do they need to like drink coffee late at night? I don't imagine their things are actually full of coffee. Uh, that's a good question. It could, it could just be water. I think it or, is usually or more water. than water. Yeah. It could be water with. Uh, uh, midichlorians in it. Watch or Mandalorian. Free sales or free promo. You I don't watch the Mandalorian. Mug? That is weird. It probably just looks better than like a glass of water. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you imagine guys, that? The guy just has like a glass of water there and not like a mug. The mug just looks more, presents more effectively. Yeah, it feels like you're at work. It's or more something. like. Yeah. And it's just like funny that. again, or, you like, know, like he, you're in, you're entering their home, you know, and we're just sitting there <laughs> drinking coffee, waiting for you. Oh, do you want a cup? And it's like, no, it's midnight. It is where's Jesus? It's interesting to do think that it's a, a late Are you night a real show person? with coffee. But yeah, the, the other thing is, I think they're shot like in the afternoon, which it makes more sense. But do you remember the Man Show when they used to drink steins of beer and they had the old the old keyboard player and he would stand on his head and he would pound two beers before the, the, be- the beginning of each episode of the man show with Jimmy Kimmel and uh, uh, Jimmy Adam Kimmel and Adam Carolla, the old OG man show. Uh, no, no. Oh, no, come on. I don't, I don't remember that point. And, and the, uh, clobbered today. I think he just went away for a second, but when everyone went on their uh, anytime anyone did blackface in history tirade, it has to be, uh, you know, ostracized. Jimmy Kimmel used to do this bit on K rock many many years ago where you do carl malone and he does this carl malone impression that was super funny He'd be like i'm carl malone you know like um and they tried to get him on it recently because he did an episode of the man show as carl malone where he actually like got dressed up as carl malone and actually put on the makeup and stuff to make him look black but that was from the man show days i feel like everything jimmy kimmel did on the man show is now coming back to haunt him yeah and then they would end it with <laughs> girls jumping on trampolines and bikinis and they would roll the credits and it just be girls with big boobs jumping on trampolines and bikinis. I love that show when I was a kid. <laughs> I feel like it was a great show for a 13 year old. That's like the, uh, that was the designated audience. Yeah. They called it the man show, but it was really for, yeah. Kids like my age, however old I was watching that. You're like, I can't wait to grow up and just drink beers all day and watch girls jump on trampolines. <laughs> and that's really setting me up for real life. And then like sit in recliners and stuff. I miss that show. <laughs> I haven't thought about it in such a long time. Fuck. 
so we actually got to play a show this weekend. We sure did. We did. Oh my god, it was awesome. It was great. We, we played at yeah. Hangar Twenty Four in Irvine. I didn't even know there was a Hangar Twenty Four in Irvine. I always thought there was only the location in Redlands. It's brand new. Yeah, brand, I haven't been there very long at all. They just put it in right before COVID hit, and then obviously COVID hit, and they weren't able to really utilize it. Um, but it's it's a big area. You could definitely fit a couple hundred people out there very comfortably. Um, I think it was perfect for what we did. We had you know everybody was socially distant. It had a big white open area to play good food good beers yes yeah it's cool and i feel like um we actually got laguna people to leave laguna for one <laughs> i don't know that that's ever happened ever before they're usually just walking down the street and seeing you know five or six live bands so <laughs> to see laguna people actually leave their home to come out to another show i think we you know, <laughs> produced some kind of miracle yeah shout good out to job. you yeah it was great and thank you for everyone who came um yeah we appreciate it it was a great feeling to play in front of people again and feel that energy and and you know it was just a i think everyone there had a great time yes we even got to play two brand new songs true uh yes you can find you really look for them Two brand spanking new songs. If you really look for them. And our uh, good friend Alice Wallace um, opened up the show um, while she was in town before she goes back to Nashville. So that was awesome to have her. Um, She's an incredible talent. She is amazing. She yodels and she has the most insane singing voice ever. It's like wearing a silk sweater. It just sounds perfect. So shout out to you, Alice. And her bass player, Austin, plays upright. Great bass player. Awesome Little people. duo. Yes. Great, great stuff. Look up Alice Wallace's music and go support her because she is awesome. Yeah. And Hangar 24, too, because Hangar 24 has good beer and uh, really good food. And you, and you guys used to play back there, back back at Redlands in the day, right? Yeah. A couple that times. Pre me and Henry. Yep. And I used to play there when I was in the Higgs. Uh, and I love that spot. And the other thing about Hangar 24 that sometimes people don't know, and I'm not even sure if the Orange County location has this, but they do uh, root beer that's on draft that is by far the best root beer I've ever had in my whole entire life, and they do it themselves at their brewery. So if you have a chance to try that, try that because that's a secret. Maybe it's not a secret, but it is my tip. <laughs> Warren's, thanks, Warren. Hey, not really landing these sentences tonight. Well, it's okay. I feel like trying. we're all beat up from Thanksgiving weekend too. <laughs> we didn't talk about. Do we? We haven't had a podcast since Thanksgiving, right? Not no. since Thanksgiving. No, feels like a long weekend. What did you guys do for Thanksgiving? I had a delightful meal at my brother's house. And uh, we ate at one o'clock, so you know it was just kind of like an afternoon thing, and then watched Home Alone at night. You know, it was super simple. Are you allowed to watch Home Alone this early in the year? After Thanksgiving, it was after Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I want you, have, you can't watch it till before, till you eat Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, you have to watch after Thanksgiving. When's the off season for Home Alone? Like, when is it acceptable in the off season? Because if you can't watch it until after Thanksgiving, you only have like really a month to watch it. I mean, I think anything other than that's probably un- until un- like. The new year, I'd say there's like a grace period of about a week in the new year where those kinds of movies. Are yeah, like if you didn't get enough time to watch them during December. 
<laughs> Black Friday to December 27th. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, I just went over to my dad's place. I haven't seen my dad in about two months. So I hung out with my dad and uh, my stepmom and my younger sister. My sister is 16 now and she's like starting to become a real person and it's super weird <laughs> um, and really cool. Uh, so yeah, it was just cool to see them and hang out and eat food. Um, we had this insane mushroom gravy, which was like ridiculous. And uh, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm obsessed with mushrooms and eating various kinds of mushrooms various uh recipes and things like that so uh so yeah the mushroom gravy was right my alley is really really good very savory and delicious sounds like something you'd like yeah it was it was great i uh i did a small thanksgiving with my mom and my sister and uh the interesting thing was my mom's boyfriend has a pizza oven and we cooked a turkey in the pizza oven and uh it was funny because i don't know if anybody's ever i've only dealt with a pizza oven at this guy's house once before and i was blown away how quick they cook things um like if you cook a pizza in the pizza oven if you cook a small one it literally takes like two or three minutes and it's done Um, um, so they get really hot and we didn't know how hot the oven was and we were trying to measure it and we thought it was at a certain temperature and we put this turkey in and we pulled it out like literally like five minutes later just to see and it w- had charred the whole top side of the turkey <laughs> and everybody was laughing and we're like oh I think we like you know we probably fucked it up and we flipped it over and it was still good on the other side and then we kind of controlled the temperature a little bit and put it back in and we had another turkey as a backup and we ate beat them and that pizza oven turkey was so good it was like the highlight the other the other turkey didn't even compare so i don't know i don't know what the lesson is there if if it's too charred that you know that's nothing and i think the other thing that people underestimate is uh you know turkey's like a big like a big bird and for like usually like a big piece of meat you kind of like char the whole thing and you still have a very nice inside so i don't know we were very surprised that the turkey came out well but put that turkey in a pizza oven if you got it how long how long, how long did you put it back in the pizza oven for like how long did it take total uh it was uh, i don't know i think it was pretty quick but i was kind of not really paying attention <laughs> i know we burnt it really quick and then we put it back in and it kind of chilled it, it was probably like 20 minutes 30 minutes crazy yeah it's that's, still like a, that's still a quick amount of time yeah i think like well like i think pizza ovens can get up to like six to eight hundred degrees i don't know i i might be just flapping my gums here but yeah. do you know anything about <laughs> i think it charred for like 10 minutes and put it in for like an hour and a half too oh really it was a long that's time that's a guest appearance yeah. by erica on our podcast my fiance <laughs> sorry i well I, I cooked my green beans and that was my contribution which were awesome i talked about them on the last podcast so i didn't really pay attention to the other shit that was getting cooked yeah well, what does it matter as long as your green beans are there but the charred turkey was great sorry that that story took way too long i'm, I'm there's too many wheels turning in my head tonight <laughs> <laughs> and how about you andrew uh mine and steve's family's thanksgiving got canceled they were like um they still did something but both of them were like i don't know if we want to have it now that like the numbers are going up so i just had steve 
over. And so we did me, Amanda, my roommate, and Steve. And then I made a bunch of stuff. Steve didn't get to eat mashed potatoes at the Friendsgiving, so I made more of the uh, crazy mashed potatoes with tons of garlic in it. And then we did a rib roast, which I've never done before, which is like, if you've ever had a ribeye steak, it's like the whole cut, not cut up. And I've talked about doing stuff sous vide a lot on the podcast. I did the sous vide rib roast for like six hours or something like that. And then charred it and finished it in the oven. And it was good. It was a little undercooked, but it was pretty amazing. Uh, the craziest part is when you finished it, you put something called compound butter on it, which is like an entire stick of butter melted at room temperature with a shitload of salt and pepper. And then I have a rosemary bush in my house. So you put a bunch of fresh rosemary and then uh, it was another one of those whole cloves of roasted garlic. So you just finish it like in the richest possible thing. Not that a rib roast is enough by itself. You just have to finish it in butter and garlic and craziness. So it was pretty awesome. And I'm still using that compound butter on a bunch of stuff lately and it tastes amazing. Right on. Nice. Well, yeah. Let's get our drinks going. And if we're going to get our drinks yeah. going, that means we have to get our guest going. Henry? It's true. Uh, and I'm very, very excited today to introduce this guest. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, I, I uh, this is one of my best friends, one of my dearest friends, uh, one of my favorite musicians. Um, I've been wanting to get him on for a while, and we finally figured out a day that worked. So uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest for the evening, bass player extraordinaire Adam Ditt. Yeah. What's going on? What's up, dude? I was like kind of not expecting. I was like, oh, my name. I was like, oh, here. Hey, what's going on, guys? Sounds like How's it going, dude? We're good. Oh, it's going great. It's going good. It's going really How was your Thanksgiving? Great. It was cool, man. Uh, my uh, brother and I went to Arizona to uh, my grandparents. Also get out of town for a little bit because that was much needed. And uh, I mean, we just kind of kicked it with grandma, man. It was tight. <laughs> she was pretty, I think that I mean the the food was good. The uh, vibes were on point. It was just the four <laughs> of us. It was super chill. I had a good time. Uh I think the funniest thing about that whole uh, little excursion though was uh probably when my grandma was insisting upon buying Anson and I a Christmas bong. Nice early Christmas gift. And it had like reindeer and like and I was like, Grandma, don't spend money on a Christmas bong. Are you kidding me? And uh, that was uh, that was probably that's probably the highlight of the trip. She's probably stoked because Arizona just uh, legalized weed or recreationalized weed, so you can walk into a store and buy it. Yeah, well, uh, not not till uh, I think February. Yeah. And, uh, that's a big change for them. I mean, for the first time uh, ever in history, over like 200 years, they voted blue. Crazy. And, uh, you know, I love I love Arizona. It's like a nice little nice little place where no one really gets on your business and everyone drives appropriate and uses, uh, <laughs> Oh my god, it's gorgeous out there. It's just like perfect. But yeah. What part of Arizona? My, uh, I was in Gilbert, which is like a suburb of Phoenix. Um, I really like uh, I like Tucson a lot more. It's a little bit more of yeah. a high desert, and it's a little cooler during the summer and a little colder during the winter. But you know, they live in Gilbert, so that's where I was. Brad, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, uh, what's good with you guys? I'm um, I'm honored to be a guest on your show. We're Thanks honored to have you. Yeah. 
before we get into too much, let's uh, let's talk about what we're drinking this evening, if we're drinking anything, because it's a kind of a tradition we do here. Okay, cool, Fred. I still have cold coffee in my mug from this morning. <laughs> I was working on technical difficulty stuff and did not have time to grab a drink, so uh, late night coffee mug. Wait, just be, just because you only have cold coffee in there, what's on your coffee mug? Let's at least get a little deeper. Oh. On this. Uh, this is actually a super funny story. Um, so it's a, it's a coffee shop called Augie's, which used to be like right downstairs from where I would work uh, the YouTube job. And we would go there like, you know, once a day to get coffee or something like that. It was super awesome. They're really good at merch. They would make the coolest t-shirts. In fact, the wizard shirt that we made was because they had a wizard shirt that I thought was super cool that they did. And they like have tons of like a uh, crazy merch. And, um, during, uh, when all the COVID started, there's actually one, um, there's an Augie's in Redlands kind of by hangar. That's the original one. And they had a bunch of locations around Southern California or like more in the San Bernardino County area. Right. Um, but it was really, really good coffee and they had tons of cool stuff and they were killing it. Right. And then COVID hit and because it was in the middle of all the protests and stuff, their workers decided to unionize. And I don't think they knew exactly what they were doing, but they started this whole like uh, anti Augie's campaign and there was like some rules to the union or something like that. But what ended up happening was basically the owner just said, instead of like, you know, trying to deal with anything that uh, they were trying to do, he's like, eh, I just don't feel like having this anymore. I'm going to close all the Augies forever. Oh, really? Instead of like dealing with any of the union stuff, all it was a hundred employees just lost their jobs overnight during COVID because wow. they, because some like man <laughs> decided to unionize without really knowing what that meant, you know what I mean? And so overnight, oh, all these people lost their jobs. This guy was killing it. He just like you know doing tons of merch. Like I said, it was a hundred employee business, and these stupid kids just like you know um, probably for the right reasons in their mind, you know what I mean? They wanted better working conditions or more money or whatever, but like didn't know that that was even on the table probably right they're like oh they'll cave to our demands and it'll happen it's like no uh now everyone's just gonna work for starbucks now and now there's not a cool augies anymore with their cool merch making their cool stuff and you know uh uh now now you get uh peppermint mochas (laughs) so yeah it was just like uh, and now it's gone now augies is gone forever so at least Uh, got a mug i have two I have that mug. They T-Rex on it. Robert, um, <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I just want to say I didn't know what was on your mug, and I'm really glad I asked now. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it could have just been like an American flag, and, and that would have been like a very small conversation, but <laughs> turned into a kind of a great little thing. Um, uh, I am just drinking a uh, little half Robert John iced tea. I wasn't in the mood to go make a beverage, so I just put some Jack Daniels and some soda water in a cup. There's no bitters, there's no lemon. It's a very sad Robert John iced tea, but it's getting me through. And it's in a so cold sad. Cup. It makes me sad yeah. looking at it. I'm beside <laughs> myself. I, uh, I had plenty to drink this weekend, so it's keeping it classy tonight. <laughs> what about you, Ward? I am drinking the same thing I was drinking last week and probably many weeks before the lime Topo Chico. 
Just got another case from Sprouts today. This is my jam. Super simple. That's great. That's a great. Doesn't fail. Like the best. And the bottle's yeah. green. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. What about you, Henry? <laughs> uh, I am drinking. Uh, I don't know. This is a Allagash Black. So it's a, it's a stout, uh, Belgian-style stout uh, from Portland, Maine. Uh, got it at my local liquor store, actually, which is cool. Um, and if you've listened to any of the earlier podcasts, you might know that my uh, my mom lives out there. So I always get Allagash when I go out there because it's technically a local brewery. But it's cool to get it out here, too. And uh, I've never tried the stout, and this is very, very good. Uh, so big fan of it. Allagash Black. Out of the mason How about you, Adam? Uh, I'm drinking I'm a, a uh, bubbly in a koozie. <laughs> wow, the raspberry one. Well, I I was I was drinking a a a, a a a what is this thing? A belching beaver hard seltzer. It's raspberry and blackberry, but I ran out of those as of last night, and uh, so I switched to the non-alcoholic version, uh, courtesy of Coca-Cola Company. <laughs> <laughs> but what koozie do you yeah. got on there? It is a 101.5 FM KOCI Newport Costa Mesa. Boom. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Nice and local. <laughs> yeah. I got a t shirt and some business cards and a koozie. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Dialed. <laughs> yeah. Koozie's the local, awesome, the local radio station in Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, for all your classic rock needs. That's right. My uh, my little lady on there is a DJ for uh, Tuesday nights. She she occasionally plays our bands out of uh, courtesy to me because I think it's so cool to hear our music on uh, on the radio. I think that's like almost the rarest form of listening to music other than vinyl. You know, you're like, oh, a real radio station. Wow. <laughs> what happened? To the, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't blame people for not listening to the radio, but, you know, it's still pretty cool when you hear good music. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's a Robert John the Rex song or that's a Balto song. Or you're like, oh, that's my other friend's band. You're like, wow, how groovy, you know. I think that's a, you know, maybe maybe not a very popular way of listening to it, but very cool way of listening to it. I agree. Static Definitely. Yeah, you're like a mariachi band for like three minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> you're like, Shh. you're like, <laughs> it's pretty cool. classic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've watched your guys' podcast uh, a few times, and I've realized that after hearing that Steve puts up the Instagram podcast. I feel pretty silly for commenting on it, thinking you guys would read it. <laughs> and then realize you guys don't read them. Because <laughs> you have it on Facebook. <laughs> the Instagram one in particular, like, we used to monitor both a lot. And then Steve would put it on Instagram or wouldn't put it on Instagram and then not tell us about it. So we just started <laughs> knowing if we were on Instagram or not. And so... Then we just got trained to like, oh, let's only check Facebook, which uh, um, I, yeah. I have it. I'm always on my phone looking to comment and trying to comment on people. Stuff. I know all the other guys do that too, right? 
Because I see Henry comment in the yeah, chat. I would, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, and and because StreamYard also shows the comments from Facebook, so it makes it a little bit easier. And actually, when we first started this podcast, it was pre-COVID days, and we would all sit in a room together. Imagine that, that crazy idea. And um, No masks? No masks, man. Crazy. No gloves. No gloves. No no latex. No nothing. (laughs) Sharing drinks. I wonder I wonder if anybody in the in the comments even remembers those days when we were all together in one room. (laughs) But we used to be able to monitor both, so it was really easy, and then we eventually split into what it is now. But it's still cool. (laughs) Well which also this this new model has made it super easy to have guests on. Um, That's you know, true. Because we can we can do it from anywhere. So, I mean, Adam, technically, you, it would have been easy for you to join us because you live right next door to us. But um, you know, when we can get people from Nashville and all over the country to be here with us, yeah, is I, saw that, cool. I saw that uh, that keyboard player guy that you guys had on. What was his name? Todd, big beard, the huge beard. Oh, Todd, Todd. yeah, yeah. That look cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah, that was he, cool. We had good conversation too. He was a uh, an interesting dude. Yeah, I watched a bit of that. I was like, uh, I was like, whoa, that dude's got a real beard, and that's like, uh, I was like, got me stupid. I was like, whoa, who's this dude? Um, but yeah, that was that was a cool one. That guy was in Nashville, I think I remember, and. Uh, I, I'm in Costa Mesa, so I don't know how far you guys are from me, but I'm in Costa Mesa too. Are you really? <laughs> I am. What? Yeah, dog. How come we're not sure? What? All right. Well, we'll have to do. We'll we'll have to do a little uh, little sometime because I thought double. you guys all lived to like. No, we got to do a double bass jam. I mean, I guess with that being yeah. said, we should introduce Adam as a, I don't think we've said yet, Adam is a bass player. He's played with Henry. Um, and actually, the three of you guys, Andrew, Henry, and Adam, played on Henry's live album release called Live from a Stage, right, Henry? Yes, that is correct. Killing. You guys that destroyed that trio set. I'm so glad you really. Yeah, that was pretty fun. The three of you guys really yeah. made some magic happen that night. That Thank was you. pretty badass. I gotta tell you what. I mean, like uh, when all this started, um, the drummer of my band actually ended up moving uh, to Salt Lake City, and I was like, kind of up shit creek without a paddle, and that little spurt of three piece energy really kind of like pulled me together for a minute and it was uh was really exciting and motivating to kind of keep uh keep my head up in the game you know yeah we uh yeah we we definitely needed that at least on my on my end i needed that it was very uh, I very like, i get to do that vibe yeah me too what better way to celebrate than listen to some music huh? oh, oh. Uh, and uh, today, that deserves a clap too. Today, uh, I would like to talk about a uh, a bluesman from State Texas, uh, by a guy by the name of Freddie K. That is a uh, guitar hero to many, very influential uh, in the blues guitar community. 
uh, very has a very signature sound, all that good stuff. Um, and this is a record that I heard a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I cannot believe I've never heard this record before. This is amazing. Um, it's got a very uh, prestigious cast on it. Um, Brian Auger, who's a legendary keyboard player from uh, England, plays keys on it. You also have um, Steve Ferrone playing drums on it, actually, uh, which I thought was cool, um, as well as Eric Clapton featuring on song and uh, Tom Dowd producing some of the tracks. Uh, if you don't know Tom Dowd, he produced the uh, legendary Dick and the Downs record with Eric Clapton, among several other things. Um, and just, Tom it kind of just goes Manhattan. on and on. What's up? Tom Down, we're doing the Manhattan Project for the A-bomb. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that is also true. So, yeah, um, I'm just going to play the first two songs off this record. This record's called uh, Burglar and uh, came out in 1974, uh, just two years before uh, Freddie King passed away in 76. Um, so yeah, the, the song, the first song is called Pack It Up, and the second song is called My Credit Didn't Go Through, and uh, we can just go ahead and check them out. Feel that. <laughs>
Excuse me, sir. Can I please have another? <laughs> I guess tune in next. I get a second helping of that album any day, man. That was good uh, stuff. Like Steve yeah. Ferrone played on this record because yep. it has a bunch of things saying it's featuring him, which is the like Tom Petty's drummer and played for Eric Clapton yeah. and a bunch of people. Clapton on this record. And average. This looks like a good record. Who's the horn section? It's a very that sounds good. like the Tower Power the horn test section. Test. I don't believe it's Star Power. It's um, it's looks like a kind of a another all star lineup. I don't know horn section. And it has mind for five on it. You need on any blues record. You can't have a blues record without having let the good times roll. Um, yeah, I don't know, like Red sure. House. What's an essential blues track that you have to have on what? a blues record? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, with the good time, Crossroads, Red House. Uh, you gotta do like a muddy Crossroads. Yeah, exactly. What are people bored of hearing stuff. at blues festivals? I got my mojo working. Uh, Voodoo Child. <laughs> got my mojo working. Yeah. Voodoo. Oh my god. I think. <laughs> you know, I, I think that blue. I'm like, oh, I think. I think. <laughs> I think blues players are tired of playing. I got my mojo working. Opposed to the audience hearing it, because I think that song is pretty badass. I think "Let's the but, Good Time but, is like still a really good blues song, but I haven't heard it a million times yet. So, Mustang Sally, <laughs> Mustang Sally, yeah, right, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe Meds, definitely, yeah, definitely like Red House, Voodoo Child, Hey Joe, uh, all that sort of stuff. Oh, the Hendrix blues, yeah, the Hendrix Hendrix blues. <laughs> but wait, wait, until Eric Gales plays it, because right. once he plays it, you're just like, God, everybody else is playing it wrong. He just destroys everything he plays. <laughs> yeah. The best yeah. cover of Little Wing I've ever heard. Like, oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> solo on an acoustic guitar. Like I'm like, I can listen to this like a million times. I can't yeah. listen to Voodoo Child. I can listen to Little Wing as many times as anyone's willing. Right. I love Let the Good Times Roll because it has such a good vocal to it. You have to like yeah. kill the vocal in that song if you're going to do yeah. it. Yeah, this is uh, uh, this just came up one time randomly, and uh, man, I just then I just dug into the record. I was like upset. I've, I've been listening to it kind of on repeat. I don't know for about the last two weeks. Just been oh, like, oh, I can't wait to play this. Like another one of those songs. What's up? Speaking of Freddie King, "Going Down" is also another one of those songs that shows up. Like, <laughs> yes. Everybody plays going down. I'm going down. Down, 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 down. <laughs> like throw everyone for a curve ball and play like why don't you do it in the road or something like that? Just right. something that's the blues but no one thinks about. <laughs> there's just, there's so many good blues tunes that like never get played or they don't get covered nearly enough too. Gravity by John Mayer? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find another you. <laughs> Vultures? Wait, is that a blues? Sure, sure. We'll just. <laughs> if they can't get stoned. <clears throat> sure. Well, Henry, why don't you uh, ask your friend some questions over here? Sure. Well, I I think it's just appropriate I... to sort of talk about for the people that don't know how. Uh, how our story sort of intertwines into this whole thing. 
a love story right now from your from your in front of your entire band. Yeah. Oh uh, well, well, for we, me. Yeah, for you. We oh, knew for you to talk about. It's, it's oh, your turn. Oh, okay. You you want to hear me talk? All right. That's, that's yeah. I mean, and I can I can interject and and you know. All right. Whatever. So I won't be able to talk that much. Uh, <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we've been friends a long time. <laughs> uh, well, Henry, Henry and I met in high school. Um, I was a. Uh, I went from a small private Christian school, um, preschool through eighth grade, and I went to a very big, uh, crazy public high school, and uh, I had no friends. Gee, what a shocker. Um, and then uh, I was sitting at the computer lab playing bass one day, and this uh, this guy comes up with this gigantic afro and goes, hey, man, we need a bass player. Do you want to play bass in our band? And uh, that's when the debauchery started that day. Yeah, um, it just and, never stopped. <laughs> and through the years, I was actually, you know, we've actually become responsible adults, which is, like, insanely surprising. Um but, uh, we'll put an asterisk, you know, we'll put a reasonably, right. reasonably responsible. This isn't like a family friendly podcast, is it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's whatever you want to make it. Whatever you want to make it, dude. I guess, I don't know. Henry and I played in about as many bands as uh, like Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones did back in the day. And uh, yeah. Now we play in King Train to Earth Mothers, and that's a, it's like a, what do you call it? Blue Moon kind of kind of gig. We're like, yeah, it's a fun it's like where all the we do all the enchanted uh, all the enchanted creatures come out to to the show, and it's like this really weird like friend reunion, and you know, yeah, it's like one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> and that, now 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 Henry and I are just friends. You know, we've uh, we're just we're just friends. <laughs> we're just friends now. And that's what, what, uh, would we, what would we what would we have been before? Um, I guess we'd just be friends. Oh, okay. You can cut the sexual tension with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot of guitars together back in the day. We we still play a lot of guitars together. Shh. <laughs> Dan's watching. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Dan Dan knows where he stands <laughs> in this whole situation. Oh God. Uh. That's well, and then you and then you started playing bass recently with uh, with Balto. Yeah, correct? I did. I did. And how did that sort of come about? Um, well, Dan had saw me uh, playing uh, in a different band at a different show, and uh, was like, "Oh, I got to get a hold of this guy." And I guess a couple months went by, and he found me on the Instagram, and. Uh, Hit me up, and sure enough, Dan and I both really like to drink, and we became friends really quickly. And uh, I liked uh, <laughs> I liked his music, and I liked his attitude, and you know, uh, from being from Portland, and kind of like you know, a, kind of like a just a total individual. I was kind of like I was into it, and started hanging out, and started jamming, and. It was really the drummer, though. It was, it was Seth that I had to convince to, like, you know, I was, like, pretty cocky when I, you know, first started talking to the drummer. I was like, yeah, you're not going to need another bass player, dude. And he was just like, all right, dude, let's just jam. And then we jammed. He's like, all right, 
you're you're gonna play bass and then we just you know we just butted out and you know went on some did some cool stuff like uh a big goal of mine at growing up was to play the troubadour because i'd seen a lot of my favorite bands play the troubadour and dan was like how was your first gig playing the troubadour sound and i was like i'm in i was like i was like in so we had we had some we had some fun fun times and dan and i've definitely had a lot of uh cool collaborative stuff in the last you know year or so and that's how i that's how i joined balto it's not as romantic as our story henry but <laughs> got a special spark no computer labs involved no computer labs involved With yeah what? and oh i was gonna say uh dan's an amazing guitar player and adam is a amazing bass player so just putting both of those people together in the same group uh has you know it's really cool to watch yeah, we, and we've got to play some shows with Balto. I think, like, oh, one yeah. of the, didn't we play, like, I mean, as recently as when shows were happening, I thought we just had done done something at the Wayfair not too long ago, but yeah. Balto rules, and if you haven't yeah, we, heard that, that show was kick-ass. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Sure. That was a great yeah, one. it was a lot of fun. I love uh, I love how people talk because I was like I, I felt like that was locally like kind of an infamous night where we all like partied so hard and like all had such a great time that like you know from Balto being from Portland and coming down to L.A. and then me kind of going come to Costa Mesa, you know, but I. Talking to people, they're like, "Oh yeah, we like that band Balto that played here that one time." I was like, "Oh yeah, those stickers. I, I put those up. I'm in the band." And people are like, "And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do." So it's it's, it's fun to. <laughs> it's, we were you know, supposed to do South cool. by Southwest yeah, like together it. too. Yeah, we were. Dude, that was gonna be awesome. I was really yeah, looking forward. Yeah, yeah do we both have this like? Did we have? Did you guys get that like Winston cigarettes gig out there? Yeah. You guys to, yeah, they wanted a Lotus. I didn't even know they made Winston cigarettes anymore. I was like, I was like thinking like we'd be like hustling, making more money selling those packs of cigarettes on the streets during South by than we would at the gig. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, and the funny thing about that show was uh, they were like they were very reluctant. They're like, no, we're pretty sure the gig is going to happen. And this was like right as like things were really really closing down. And it was like three days oh, yeah. before, and they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're still good. And like half of Rainy Street had already been shut. Like half of the city had been shut down. I was like, I don't think it's going <laughs> to happen. But you know what? If it does, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and do South by Southwest because that would be a blast to do with you guys. And that city is one of my favorite cities and that we've played music in for sure. So um, hopefully... When things go back again, you will see Robert John and the Wreck and Balto somewhere in South by Southwest. Oh, That's yeah, up. or somewhere maybe like uh, somewhere else, too. Right. Who knows? Anywhere. Yeah. Lots of Who places. Knows? Anywhere. <laughs> We're open to that happening anywhere, actually. Yeah. Anywhere where that can happen. Do, let's make it happen. <laughs> just do like a Honestly. dual headlining tour. <laughs> yeah. we, just, Not just we, should, we should just Literally take the whole anywhere. year. <laughs> I'll take anywhere. I'll take yeah, anything. Let's do it. What do you got? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. right now. Hey, I, <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. That'd be that'd be badass. Yeah. Have has Balto been doing have you guys done anything through quarantine? Have you guys didn't tried the live stream thing or been able to play any socially distant shows or anything like that? Uh yeah, like um we did Dan and I did one acoustic thing where uh we did it for like you guys know Jam in the Van. 
right? Yes. Yeah. So there was like they were doing like van. that Dulce Vita commercial thing, and uh, they had Dan and I on, and we did that, which was super cool. The guy who interviewed us cracked me up. I couldn't stop laughing at. Uh, it was, he was hilarious. I think his name's Sputnik. Uh, so we did that. That was like nice little, you know, intermittent quarantine, like depression breakup thing. Um, and then uh, we recently played in San Diego for Cali Love Festival. And that was more of a live stream thing. And uh, it was us. I don't remember the other band. But the other band was uh, Fanagram. And I thought that was pretty cool because I'd, uh, I'd, you know, going through high school in my little, you know, cut off short fixie phase I had there for a short minute. Henry remembers it. I listened to a lot of oh, Fanagram, yeah. um, lots of doobies and Fanagram back in the day. So that was cool. I didn't get to meet him because they wouldn't let us hang out with them. But I mean, we are in quarantine, <laughs> so I did give him a pass. But did uh, <laughs> did I, I did have fun? Nice. I love driving down to San Diego. Yeah, it was cool. You know, but uh, oh, it played great. I got to play a. Uh, I I uh, recently acquired a, a, a new bass that I was oh, really yeah. stoked to play for that, and I got it all. I spent the night, you know, prior to that, getting it all leveled out and all the fretwork done and all the electronics, you know, situated. So it was definitely a really a uh, motivating gig for me because I was like, I was ready to do it. I was like, let's get it done, you know. So. That was the last thing that we did, and now we're just we're working on a a little Christmas special for our email list, where we're gonna send out a postcard, and we're like trying to figure out if we're gonna do like a Chip and Dale style postcard or just like a wholesome family kind of thing. So you guys should check your emails in a couple of weeks and find out. <laughs> nice, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're we're working on stuff behind the scenes. We're uh we're in need of a drummer. <clears throat> Andrew, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> for all those shows, bro. Uh, all- uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, dude, we're lined up right now, dude. It's insane. Yeah, we keep you busy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So I mean, like Dan and I are kind of wood shopping stuff, and you know, just figuring it out as we go. It's kind of like a two man team right now after uh, after we lost our drummer, so. Just, uh, yeah. He didn't die, by the way. The drummer didn't die. He just moved. If you guys were curious. <laughs> I kind of, I was kind of talking like as if he, if he died. And I was like, want to make, clarify that he did not die. It's, it's a good thing to clarify. Do you guys remember the beginning of Happy Gilmore where he's talking to his grandma? And she's like, oh, what happened to your girlfriend? She's like, oh, yeah, she drove off a cliff. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do us. You're like, oh yeah, he drove off a cliff. He died. Not really. Like I'm sure he's a good guy and all that stuff. But just, that's what I thought of when you said that. <laughs> yeah, that's. Fun. I just watched the. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, the Adam Sandler movie last night because I was like trying to find something <laughs> to fall asleep to. That movie's hilarious. Adam Sandler is just he's he's great. I watched a lot of his stuff recently. You yeah, he just did Adam a Sandler movies at all. He, well, he just had a big yeah. Netflix contract deal, I think, where <clears throat> there's a ton of Adam Sandler stuff. I just saw Uncut Gems. I don't know if you guys saw that one. It's like more of a serious. Oh, oh yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah, pretty yeah, interesting. Super anxiety driven. <laughs> oh well, and if we're gonna go down the, yeah, an Adam cool. Sandler rabbit hole real quick, how about Punch Drunk Love? You guys seen that one? Yeah, that's a trippy like Adam that Sandler movie. 
Another one I like I'm used to I, like I, I know I know the movie. I don't think I've seen it. It's it's interesting. I'm used to all the Happy Madison stuff of him being like you know very like goofy, and uh, it's interesting to see him like play like a serious or like uncut gems or punch drunk love because um, they're super. I don't know. He's definitely has like more tricks in his bag. I feel like than just like the 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 stuff. But I mean, the Happy Madison stuff is so classic. Like those are the sorts of quotes that I think we talk about where you quote those happy Gilmore or, or Billy Madison so much that you don't even realize, you don't even know where it came yeah. from because it's almost like, just, just like part engraved of, in your body. <laughs> it's part of like normal conversation now. Yeah. But you know, yeah, one so. underrated Adam in the movie is click. It's just a, just a good, good, solid film. Yes, not like is. because they shot it good, just because it's a good movie. <laughs> I just want you know, I, that, I feel I feel really I feel really bad for the duck in that video or that movie. <laughs> and and quick, yeah, the duck. You remember the duck? I don't remember. <laughs> what happened to the duck? Now we're losing everyone, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened to the duck? Adam Sandler the whole movie, whole the whole movie, the, the duck got like it was getting humped by the dog. Ah, uh, the stuffed animal, and it was like almost, it was like in almost every, yeah, it was like in every scene, it was like a big duck. <laughs> nah. Robert should know. Back. He was the one who brought it up. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't. I guess I don't remember the. Movie you were the dog. I just, being, <laughs> I just remember it being good. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. Huh. But. Now, what about funny people? What do you guys think about funny people? You ever watch that one? Great. Where he's like oh. trying to get back yeah, was, with his girlfriend, a- but then it like just all falls apart. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's called funny people, but it's not really funny at all. <laughs> it's very sad. It's like really depressing. Really good. Uh, Adam Sandler's stuff is some yeah, of the most like he, watched up on like, Netflix. His contract that he has is like one of the biggest Netflix contracts that exists. I think it's like him and Dave Chappelle have like two of the biggest Netflix contracts. And uh, his stuff is some of the most watched stuff on Netflix. It just sort of proves that like people don't really want the blockbuster crazy shit that everyone talks about. Like really, everyone's just watching Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, and we proved it here. You guys have watched like tons of new Adam Sandler. Movies. <laughs> did Did anyone watch The Cobbler? No. <laughs> uh, no. Is that the, yeah, it's like the one he makes like toys, right? Or he like shoes or something? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's just, it just one of those weird Adam Sandler ones that I've never heard anyone talk about. <laughs> that, was, that was a good poll. <laughs> or uh, what's the Sandy Co, not Sandy Koufax, but Sandy, uh, whatever. It's the one where he's like a Jewish agent. Oh. Andy oh, that was weird. <laughs> that I should was make super weird. Game. It was like, what is going Sandler on here? Movie. Not Adam Sandler movie. I try to make up <laughs> names of Adam Sandler movies that don't exist, and you guys have to guess if they're real or not. <laughs> is this the new game? Mr. No. Deeds. Classic. Classic Mr. Deeds. Rob Schneider. I was pretty good at this game. <laughs> Rob Schneider <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> All right. Let's steer this back to music. So, Adam, you play bass, right? <laughs> yeah. Adam rips. I play Adam's bass, a ripping yeah. bass don't, player. Don't sugar, um, Adam destroys. He's phenomenal. Who do you uh, like on bass? You can find me on Rigs of Dad on Instagram. <laughs> oh, me? Um, well, I, <laughs> I really like uh, 
I like a, uh, you know, it's funny. No, never mind. I always never think about Adam Sandler more. Oh, no, <laughs> no, really, no, no. So, oh, Adam, what kind okay. Of, what you right. world? Uh, I really like uh, Jamie Jamerson's probably like my favorite dude. He, uh, you know, like, well, him and like, you know, um, oh, shit, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Bob Babbitt. Bob. Yeah, those two guys, those guys slap. Like Motown, you know, like the Stacks Motown kind of things. Probably like where I really got like serious about bass is when I started listening to that stuff. And then uh, growing up, I was listening to like John Entwistle and Chris Squire, which is more of like a prod rocky, aggressive playing. And I think that through the years, I've really learned a lot of other bass players who uh, are so far and few. Between those guys, I mean, it's, it's like guitar players, you know, just not like on the cover of a magazine because they're bass players, but um, they're just definitely like, like, like Bootsy Collins, for instance, like that was a guy that I got into like maybe like later in high school, wasn't like a hundred percent like knowledgeable on, but listening to his stuff was so cool because it was so much different than everything else that I've been listening to or, you know, um, you know just obscure people like uh like i got into jocko henry's gotten this huge like crazy jazz kick and i started checking out jazz you know bass oh, yeah. players because and then i found like jocko and like uh, um like a you know stanley clark and all, all these guys and listening to some of their like you know obviously like stanley clark has modern albums that involve a lot of hip-hop you know and then you get into like thundercat and you're like oh my god then you get on instagram and you're like okay but uh, there's a lot of great bass players, but those are the ones that are most influential is Jamie Jamerson and John Entwistle, to get back to the original question. Dead. So I feel it's, like uh, it's a revolving door of amazing, inspiring bass players around the, the world. Yeah, I feel like your tone as a bass player is really bright. Like you're not a bass player who sort of sits in the background and plays chords. You You write a lot of parts and stuff like that. And I feel like... The Jamersons and the Ant Whistles had that sort of sound, and then it's, yeah, like, right. Those two guys are kind of, you know, the bass led a lot of Motown songs or things that Jamerson would play yeah. on. And then Ant Whistle, too, is like, you know, totally. all these block chords, and there was a lot of bass going on. So that's it's really interesting that you say that, because I feel yeah. like that's a, a really good description of your playing. Yeah, I feel like you can definitely hear the John Entwistle. Yeah, like you definitely have those thunder fingers thing going. Well, and over the years of playing with Adam, I feel like we've figured out how to do the power trio thing really well between us, and just make as much noise as possible with two people. <laughs> yeah. Like I try, like this. It's it's like. It's like semi-controlled chaos of just like I'm gonna play a lot of notes. I want to play a lot of notes too. Let's get a drummer and he'll play a lot of notes. All right, great. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah the whole time. But it's like really it's like, like kind of almost down. like it's like yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I remember uh, I like recently just completed my full stack. That's oh yeah, it's like it's yeah you I was got like, it. it's on, you got motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I was like let's yeah, you, do it. What well, is it? Like, what it's is like your- a, it's like a 410 with a 115 with a, you know, like a hundred watt tube. I mean, it, you know, puts out a lot of volume, but you know, it's, it's the it's Fender, like, the Fender basement, right? I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how does that Rickenbacker sound through that thing? Ooh, oh, it's spanky, man. It's super cool. I tried doing like stereo. So I, I set it up. Like I put like a tube head on the 115 and then a solid state on the 410. Then stereo jacked it 
and then put like really crazy fuzz on one and then put like an envelope filthy on the other one. And it was like probably the most satisfying, like <laughs> masturbating bass sound I've ever heard in my life. And I, I just, I just shook the, the house for probably like two hours of just like, and then like, Oh man. That's awesome. So, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I love it. It's like, it's great. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I like to play. You got a pretty sweet <laughs> setup, Warren. <laughs> I like uh, when we when we did that live stream with King Tree and and Robert John the Rec. We played through that. Uh, was it Aguilar? Yeah, the, the Aguilar. Uh, it was a four ten, right? With the it, it's actually two twelve. Yeah, that thing's that thing pumps. Yeah, bigger speakers, bigger speakers. That's a two twelve. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah two twelve. Yeah, I think that thing kicked ass. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, like, the other day, uh, so, so we're, we're on the bass kick, so a lot of my questions are going to be directed towards Warren. Sorry, other guys. Um, I was, I pulled up a, <laughs> I pulled up a video of, uh, of Balto playing, we had Henry playing guitar, and it was, it was Balto playing a song, and uh, I was playing oh, your yeah. bass, the echo yeah. bass you have. Yeah. And I was like, that was, uh, yeah. you know, like, that thing is so kick-ass, dude. I was like, I was like, damn, I think it's really pretty looking. I wish I was sober enough to remember like how it played and sounded, but <laughs> I, I was looking at the video and I was like, wow, what a bass. So Dude, we're I saw, masturbating bass sound. Bitchin. I saw it too. And, well, and you know what's and another interesting thing about you seeing that video? Friend, ladies and gentlemen. My <laughs> best friend. <laughs> is that uh, you also have had a unique base yourself that that wood base that you have with the with the single pickup on it so it was funny seeing that video because i'm so used to seeing you play that other uh what's that base what you got it from doc shop or something that um oh oh the yeah the gypsy base yeah, that gypsy bass. I used to. I was so used to seeing you play that thing all the time, and that's another super unique instrument. Like where you see it, you're kind of like, "Whoa!" Like, what is that thing? Like, I've never seen one of those before. And like, granted, like P basses are great, and yeah. I know you have a great P bass. I have a great P bass. I love a P bass. There's nothing wrong with a P bass. I think everybody should have one. But uh, it's yeah. also cool to have something in your arsenal mm-hmm. like that wood thing that you have. That like, as soon as you see it, you're like. That thing is fucking your cool. your looky looky bass. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> and then and then and then you proceed yeah, to like it is, absolutely that's destroy it. Doc so. shop. <laughs> it's back. Or do you, you do you not own that anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I you know it's funny. It's like when I first got that bass, uh, I I I you know I wear rings and stuff, and I I totally nick the like right right where like the neck joint hits like the body, like more towards like the like. The upper part of it, like the low E string, and I took it in a dock, and I was like, didn't want to show him, but I, I needed to get the buzz fixed on it because it was like the the frets were setting and stuff, uh, or whatever the neck was setting, and I showed him, and he goes, oh, he's so mad, he was so mad, he's like, what the fuck, man, like he's like yelling, and now I have at the I have the shop again for the last four months, waiting to get a fret level done on it, but uh, I think it's uh. I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon, but I definitely want to get that bass back. Um, that one's super cool. And it's super unique and it's just got such a, like it's, it's, it's chambered out on the inside of the, the body. So it sounds almost like a hollow body 
on top of like a really like warm and crisp sounding like, you know, tone. So you can do a lot of these cool gallop things and get it to sound very plucky, but at the same time have a thump behind it. And it's like really interesting. If you put it under a microscope, like, you know, like, like I do, that's kind of like what I was so fascinated about it. And I first got that bass. I was supposed to jam with doc and I was hung over and he calls me and you know, it was like eight in the morning. I'm like, who wakes up at Saturday on eight in the morning to do a jam doc does. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to grab any of my stuff. I'm just going to go and grab a bass. Um, and I, uh, I go up, I show up and I slam my car into park and I run into the door and I grab the, the gypsy bass and I walk in and he just looks at me and goes, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And I was just like, uh, running late. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, he's like, put that bass back. I was like, no, I'm going to buy it today. I'm going to buy it today. And he's just like, all right. So he let me play it. And then sure enough, I came back with some money or, well, well, some of the money to put down on it. And, uh, I, he let me do payments and I did some work for him, uh, like electrical work for him to pay the rest of it off. And it was just definitely like one of those satisfying, you know, instruments and you're like stoked on the sound and you know, the person who built it and it's like, cool. And yeah, so I, I should get that back. Thanks for reminding me about that guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me about my expensive custom bass. That I'm like, been, oh shit. Where is that? I'm like, I'm like looking at the cases like, Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Things dope. Yeah. No, that, that thing is, it's like a Les Paul, right? It's got a maple mm-hmm. top and a mahogany body, right? Yeah, it's cut from like and jazz uh, bass pickups. Yeah, with like ebony fretboard. I think it's like a hot rod. It's yeah. a trip. Um, cool. It's like pretty gaudy, which is kind of which is I, I think it's cool. You know, like you know, guitar players can have their fifty nine Les Pauls. I can have a bass that looks like one too, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> said no guitar baseball. player ever. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I I think it's cool. Like I'm not really I've. I'm definitely a pretty like I like modest kind of kind of like stuff, you know, like where it's like neutral colors, like you know, sunburst P bass. Mm-hmm. But like uh, playing it and hearing it, I was just like, oh, I gotta have this. It was like you know, just definitely what like I was just like, <laughs> you know, it was like trying not to eat the rest of your you know pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> You're like, okay, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, but. uh yeah, it was it was that's definitely cool. We'll ha- we'll have to do some bass trade off soon after I get it yeah. fret levels done on it. <laughs> yeah, or do- a double bass jam. I've always wanted to start a band that's <laughs> two drums oh, yeah, and, for- two, and two bass players, and then that's it. <laughs> you should you should make sure the drummers are both also really tall and really short. <laughs> well, and then I also had another idea for a band called yeah, right. Warren, and everybody in the band's name is Warren. <laughs> <laughs> How many Warrens do you know so far that could join this band? Uh, not many. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, my, two, my one. I, uh, my great my great uncle could join your band. He's a Warren. His name's Warren. Well, funny thing, Warren, yeah, he plays great blues guitar. When we were we went and recorded with uh, Warren Hewitt for his produce like a pro thing, and. A Warren is a rather uncommon name, so meeting another Warren is is a pretty cool thing. And his name, obviously, Warren Hewitt is Warren. (laughs) 
the guy who was working at Sunset Studios, one of the hands there, his name was Warren too. And at one moment, there were three Warrens in one room at one time. And for all three of us, it was like, this has never, ever happened before. It was like, I wish I almost would have got a picture of it because that pro- I'll probably never be in another room with two other Warrens <laughs> ever again. Until I start my band. Wow. It's going to be a nine-piece band, too. Like, full horn section, everything. People legally change their name to be in I, the band. Is it- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can do, like, a war on drugs thing, but it's going to call it war- Warn on Drugs. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like a psychedelic exactly. concept album. <laughs> Dude, change your name. Let's start a band. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, I'll go file it- the papers tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that everything's closed due to COVID. Mm-hmm. You can't change the name right now. Uh, Balto also Fuck. did some European touring as well, right? Yeah, we did. Um, we did a lot of uh, Germany and Switzerland and Austria. We had a little bit of party time in France, but we didn't get to play in France, unfortunately. But we went out for about like like a month and like maybe like a couple days, and uh, oh boy, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. What's what's one funny because we play a lot. What's one podcast save story you could tell us real quick as we're closing out here? Okay, Uh, all right. So put you on the spot. You know, all right. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. So. You know, uh, the guitar player, Dan, and I are all single, and our drummer uh, had just broken up with his girlfriend over of like a, a couple of years or something. And like any musician would, you know, um, be sad. And also being a musician, playing in a foreign country, being an American, and Seth's a pretty good-looking dude, the chicks were all over him. And I remember I made a bet with a bartender that he couldn't get me wasted because I was a whiskey drinking American. So we shook on the bet, right? He told me that if I won, then I didn't have to pay my bar tab. And if he won, I was going to throw up and he won. And so what happened is uh, he switched my whiskey out with schnapps halfway through the night. And I got wasted. Dan and our guitar player had to carry me out of the venue, and we went to go get food. Seth, on the other hand, was hitting it off with this gorgeous German gal, and they went out on a walk uh, to her apartment. And as I was stumbling around the town, there he is with her, and as just the most loved bass player in the world, I started screaming in the town square she has a dick seth watch out she has a dick and dan comes nowhere and tackles me onto the ground and just slaps me and goes shut up dude he needs this get in the fucking van and i puked all the way home (laughs) and that was my my tour i call them tour stories It's you centric. I feel like the only stories you could tell they can't be about. They have to be bad about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because otherwise, it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. you What's tell more. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think we've all been drunk. Uh, it's like, dude, she has a dick. 
She didn't have a dick, by the way. I thought that's where the story was going, and, and you were like, and I, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Well, that's no, good. That's, that's a happy funny. ending. Uh, I wish I was right. I'll tell you what, like if I called that that drunk, that would have been awesome. But no, he had a good night and I think uh our drummer was pretty happy for the rest of the tour. And now has a German girlfriend living with him in Salt Lake City. How cool is that? <laughs> really? Oh, it's kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh we've met uh, a dude who moved in with the, the people who own the venue because he uh married one of their daughters. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Sick, crazier people just meet each other and then they just decide <laughs> to work so uh, we've seen it all right. well but, that what happens if you guys ever if, if Henry ever goes missing <laughs> yeah Henry, checking your tour dates uh, <laughs> it'll, probably, um, it'll, probably, it'll probably be in Spain somewhere <laughs> Yeah, who gets yeah. lost? In yeah, yeah. Who gets lo- I don't know who gets lost in Spain. <laughs> I have no idea who gets lost in Spain. That's for the hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, we can't talk about that too much yet. <laughs> so, Adam, thank you for being a guest. You're welcome oh, anytime back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks thanks yeah. for having. Yeah, thanks for being here. Be on the lookout yeah, for. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, on anything that we may do in solo projects or anything outside of the rack, we use. You know, Adam's a great bass player that uh, plays on a lot of people's stuff here in town, and all the stuff that we recommend to people. So, you know, Adam. You know, we like the music that Adam and the bands that Adam is in makes. And uh, if you haven't checked it out already, you can hear myself. Adam and Andrew all playing a band together for an awesome, spectacular psychedelic live (laughs) record called Live from a Stage uh, by my band King Tree and the Earth Mothers. Uh, It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, all places where you can stream music. You can hear the three of us doing some power trio madness. And also check out Adam's band, Balto. Uh, They have a single called Magnet Mind that is amazing. Uh, I love this song and I love the rest of their stuff too, but I specifically love Magnet Mind probably because Adam is playing bass on it. Oh, yeah, that track rolls. Thanks, man. For sure. Yeah, I like that one a lot. We had a, we had a lot of fun recording that. Yep. We had to have Dan right. on too. It's well, I feel like he would make a great guest as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good. Oh, yeah. He'd yeah. be way better than me. He tells he's, he's, he's way better than me. <laughs> you rule. <laughs> I, I, I'm just really good at commenting. Commenting, you know, like I love roasting on comments. It's like really my thing. I mean, he's not gonna like Adam Sandler as much as you yeah, do. But... <laughs> you got that on him. I well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard not to like Adam Sandler's. You say that Dan hates Adam Sandler. I've talked to him. What? I have... <laughs> nah. Adam Sandler. Nobody. <laughs> uh, what do we have going on? So, um. We have scarves. Ward, do you have a scarf? Uh, <laughs> we just where's we my actually, scarf? We had scarves and we sold out of them. So we have our get wrecked scarves. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, backwards or upside down? They look uh, kind of like this. It's got a crow. It's got some fringe. It's they came out very good. And I gotta say, uh, we did play. And before we played, I was uh, it was pretty cold for it California. Cold. It was a cold night. It was a cold <laughs> night, 
and I was wearing a button up shirt and uh, <laughs> boom, I wanted everybody else had jackets. And I told Andrew, I was like, man, I'm cold before I'm going on stage. He's like, just wear one of the scarves. And I've never actually put on a scarf and it's warmed up my whole body. And I put on a scarf and it warmed up my whole body. It sounds funny to be like, oh, a scarf actually works. But like living in California, you never like get that. And I wear that scarf and I was fine the whole, like I could have been shirtless and totally good to go. Yeah, scars made a huge difference. You should have been shirtless. That would have been awesome. I'm kidding. Nobody wants to see you that. You should have been shirtless, dude. I'd blind everybody with my I, white body. Uh, 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 you, got, you guys should make like a shirtless Robert John the Wreck calendar next. Uh, no, nobody wants to see that. We, we, we try to make things that sell, but... <laughs> I know, He's like, can't. Adam will buy one. I don't know. We'll make one just for you, Adam. I'll buy one. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, the Steve's new mask that said uh, shake your butt at me or whatever. I oh, gotta get cool. one of those. Those are great. Christina uh, <laughs> had an embroidered hat of Steve's thing that said shake your butt or something. That one came out really cool. I'm also wearing an SM3 t-shirt. Did it, did you, did it anyway? Steve's not here. We're going to give him a shout out. He's got some merch on his own page. <laughs> very comfortable. Very cool. And then we have whiskey boxes. They've actually been, we've done a couple of them. We've sold a lot of them. So um, yeah. you're ordering. We only have a limited amount of them before Christmas. And if you want to get them, you should get them in the next two weeks. If you're ordering from Europe or somewhere in the States, you know, we want to get them out to you uh, while we can. But we have a bunch of cool stuff that we made. Uh, we got a lot of new music stuff coming up that we uh, are going to be able to talk about probably by next week. Um, we've done a lot of stuff. And yeah, that's about it. Probably no shows for the rest of the year here in California, which is a huge bummer, unless we can do more stuff at Hangar. We're like, Hangar, can we please just play? Like, we'll set up a small stage. I'll do anything. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for yeah. tuning in, everybody. And uh, we'll see you all back next week. Stay safe, and, stay warm, uh, stay happy, stay yeah. healthy. And Thank you wrecked. for having me, guys. Get wrecked! Get wrecked! Get wrecked.